Welcome back to Raven's Recap. Like we alluded to, this is coming out about a week after the last episode came out, but uh, it's actually being recorded right afterwards. So if anybody gets signed, like J.J. Watt got signed today, uh, between now and then, we didn't know. <laughs> but these <laughs> names should JJ. be relatively... Yeah, except for J.J. We knew about J.J. Um, but these names are probably going to be relatively static. I don't think they can actually sign, by the way. I think it's one of those, like, we've agreed... Like, I, don't, I thought they were allowed to talk. I don't know what's going on here. But anyways, J.J. Watt claims that he's going to Arizona. So there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, that, the, the whole thing with that was that he posted it on uh, social media. He had, like, a picture of him, like, working out with, like, a Cardinal shirt or something. And he was like, source me. So... <laughs> Right. Has has anyone else broken this story outside of Watt? Or if anyone has gotten details, it's Watt has been the only source? Well, I guess pe- some people have to have some details, right? Because they had the uh, the contract value. I don't think he... I, at least I don't think he tweeted about that. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, if Nuke basically talked to the front office? It was like, how much can you give this man? And they gave him a number, and then he went over and like texted his boy. He's like, will this work? And they were like, yeah. He's like, all right, here's a t-shirt. <laughs> Go make an official on Twitter whenever you want. <laughs> like, how did that happen? I don't understand. Yeah. I guess while we're talking about it, Chris, you had some takes about JJ. I just, I, 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 I'm disappointed. As a fan of what, I'm disappointed. Right? Like, Arizona's fine. They're okay. They're not. Like, I, I think even Arizona fans will tell you that, like, they are not in, like, the top upper echelon of great organizations. And it seemed like JJ was looking for a great organization because he wanted to get out of Houston. And it just seems like after, you know, seeing the contract value, that was, it was totally about the money. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, to maybe his credit, like, I'm sure he wanted to play with his teammate again with, uh, with Nuke, but 31 million with 23 guaranteed, like, that's all about the money. And so for me, it's just like, I, I'm just disappointed. I, you know, to see a player like that, I'd like to see him get a ring. And <laughs> it, it seems like a, a stretch to say that Arizona is going to be winning anything. Yeah. I half jokingly said in our chat that, you know, now the Arizona front office needs to be on the phone with uh, Houston and just trade Kyler for Deshaun straight up. But you know, I don't think Houston would be smart enough to do that because that would actually probably be a good trade for them, especially considering they're in heavy rebuilding mode right now. But maybe that is the, the long goal. Maybe he, you know, has been talking with, with Hopkins and they're like, you know, he's like, come here, we'll, we'll bring Deshaun, we'll win a Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know if Deshaun would uh, would push the Cardinals up over the edge, but you never know. I don't know. <laughs> I will agree it is not one of the first places i thought that jj would land you see how teams can make large swings when they make uh key acquisitions we saw tampa bay win a super bowl sadly i try not to acknowledge that universe but like it happened. That, that did that did occur um so you know i guess like i could see you know add a couple pieces do that kind of blockbuster trade with watson and and you maybe are a contender i mean i think they'd certainly be interesting as a team but uh you know, I still I still like the Ravens. <laughs> well, wait, I said get to the Super Bowl, not win the Super Bowl. Sure. But, like, getting to the Super Bowl is, like, almost worse. <laughs> okay. You get pick 31 and you don't get a ring. It's kind of garbage. Anyways, this show is not about J.J. Watt, as he will not be signing with the Ravens. It's about the Ravens and what the Ravens might do on the defensive side of the ball in free agency, which... 
we were talking before the show probably isn't going to be as exciting as what they will end up doing with the offense. Uh, I guess just because you already got a lot of vet guys in place, you've put a lot of draft capital and high draft picks with guys like Patrick Queen and I guess Marlon Humphrey's kind of recent, but not as recent. So yeah, I mean, if the Ravens do sign someone, just where would that be? <laughs> safety. I think they draft a third safety, or <laughs> I think they also maybe draft one, but like, uh, I think they go in free agency and they get a safety. Um, not to necessarily be a starter, but be the third safety so they can play a true dime this year. Uh, we saw how with Chris Board being the guy there, it didn't work out. We saw that they didn't have interest in playing Levine in that spot anymore. And we really never had a guy, except for those few weeks with Gilchrist, that we really could play a dime. And I think that's one of the big things that they'll add somehow this year. But I think it'll be with a veteran because I don't think it'll be too much money. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably the first thing. Uh, definitely one of the areas where the Ravens are going to look outside the organization to find somebody. The, the only other you know easy answer I think I'd say is outside linebacker. Um, more than likely the Ravens are going to shell out money for someone that they had on the roster last year. It would be pretty unlikely for me that the Ravens go out and find somebody that wasn't on the roster last year. You know, uh, maybe they do, but I I think that they would still like to bring somebody back who was on the roster last year, um, just because of the, basically the, the depth that they're losing. We talked about the last episode, they're losing four guys basically to free agency. So I think as far as money spent, that's probably the next likely. Yeah, I agree there. It's hard to say what their priority is going to be. Part of it might be as they go and scout this year's draft class, um, what their early thoughts are there. You know, Maybe if there's – looks like there's some outside linebacker. I, I haven't looked at the draft too in depth, but I don't, so I don't know if this is a good year for outside linebackers. But if so, maybe you go – back to McPhee because you think there's some guy who you can draft who can make more of an immediate impact. Um, if it looks like there's a dearth of talent there and it's kind of a bit of a wasteland, uh, maybe you do see if, if you can work something out with, with Judon, but um, considering that they had to use the franchise tag with him last year, I think the odds on that are low, but I not without outside of the realm of total possibility, but yeah, safety is certainly a position of need. We talked about it in the season overview uh, that Deshaun Elliott was good, not great. Um, so could certainly see that being a direction they go. Yeah, I think that while there might be more flashy pickups on offense, there's a lot of places that the Ravens could spend smaller amounts of money but make great impact to their overall ability um, to run different packages and schemes. And I think elevate the defense in ways, uh, you know, they're not going to play all the snaps. But that's kind of a byproduct of defense. You're not looking for a starter. You're looking for really good role players. And I think there's a couple places that the Ravens could do that. But like you said, maybe we want to start there because it's a lot of volatility. Outside linebacker slash edge player. I think while they would like to draft somebody like that at 28, you're not going to really find usually the top talent that can make an immediate impact. You're probably going to be wanting to draft somewhere else and at least not want to lean on them right away. I think, for me, I think McPhee's like a slam dunk to bring back. I really do think if I had to put my money on one of them coming back, for sure, it's McPhee. Number two, 
the ever so uh, split decision Tyus Bowser. <laughs> um, that's that's where I have them as far as the the comeback options. I don't see Ngakwe or Judon getting signed by the Ravens. Yeah, I I agree with that ordering. Um, I will say for Judon, what is interesting with him and what I'm interested to see is what his market is going to be because we've talked a lot about how he's really good as far as like a well-rounded outside linebacker. Like he can rush the passer, but he can also set the edge. He's decent in coverage, but he's not an elite pass rusher from a sacks perspective. Like he's never had double digit sacks in a season and he only had six this past season. That is a number that some teams are going to look at, I think, and might not want to pay him whatever it is he's he he wants to be paid i mean <laughs> we i think we saw that story come out with Jamison Hensley over the, the last week and there was a bit of back and forth on what exactly Judon's looking for for a salary um so i i could see his price tag being a bit lower than you would expect for a guy of that talent but would it go drop down low enough that it would make sense for it to fit in with what the ravens are trying to, to do from a full team perspective i I don't think it would drop that far. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, one of the probably the mo- most interesting guy here is Ngakwe, just in terms of like what his market is like. Obviously, I think he didn't have the impact that we were hoping for as a uh, midseason acquisition. You know, that's not to say that he can't play better in year two if he were to come back. But I, I do think it's somewhat interesting though, because you know he's kind of hasn't really lived up to. The, the peak that he had in 2017 when he was playing on that uh, historically good Jacksonville defense. And I was reading something earlier of just saying that, like, look, I mean, he went to Minnesota. He, you know, he was he was good, but he wasn't the best, I guess. He, he still didn't, like, kind of reach his peak that he had in 2017. And then he came to the Ravens, and he still, like, wasn't really performing all that well. And so I, I just wonder if there are that many teams that are going to take a flyer on him given that, you know, he's been to three spots now and the two of the spots, it just didn't seem like it was the right fit for him. So f- for me, you know, unless there's a team out there who has a bunch of money and wants to throw it at him, uh, that could be an option. But if it's not, then that maybe could be a route for the Ravens to come back and say, okay, maybe we'll give you an offer. You know, it's just, you know, I, I know that, you know, most people seem to think that he's the better pass rusher in terms, you know, if you're just talking him or Judon, but Judon, I think is kind of a, a proven commodity. I mean, Peter, you said it, it's just, he's just a better all around outside linebacker and teams will value that. But for Nagakwe, it's just like, you better have the right fit. Otherwise you're kind of just overpaying for not a whole lot of production. So there could be, you know, an avenue which the Ravens and, and Nagakwe uh, reach a deal. But it's to me, it's it's just really, really up in the air to know how likely that is. Yeah, and and like you said, if we're just looking at a trade offs perspective with both these two guys, um, you're talking about two different skill sets with with Ngakwe. If you're signing him, you're signing him to be a pass rusher. But if you sign Judon, he's much more of a linebacker. So I think another way, if you look at it, um, of what the Ravens are trying to do here, even if it's not necessarily one of those two guys. Are they looking to sign a guy or bring in a guy for the draft who's a pass rusher or someone who's going to be more of an all-around guy? I don't know how to answer that, Peter. 
I think yeah, I think that might just be all there is to say. <laughs> we talked about. Yeah. It. I I mean I don't know if, I don't I don't know who's out there if the Ravens don't go Judon or Ngakwe. I looked I, at the names and they all seem like they're too much money. I just don't realistically see the Ravens spending that kind of money on defense, given how much money they need to move over to offense next year. And we can talk about it now. I think it might fit best now. There's definitely some conversation about, well, do you cut a guy like Brandon Williams, who frees up $7.5 million in cap space, to like pursue a pass rusher of a higher quality, right? Not necessarily from the position that he plays, but say you know, go get a really high-end guy. Um, I, I I don't know. I guess I would say if it worked out, like if the pass rusher came in and did what you expected, that might give you a better all overall value. I know that, obviously, whenever Brandon Williams is here, he does really well to stop the run, and, like, you can see that clear difference. But I think in today's NFL, like, part of me wants to beg teams to run the ball. Um, because like, they're not used to it usually. <laughs> and, um, I also think it's not a given that a guy like Matabuke in year two wouldn't be able to, uh, really help produce in that manner. So I could see them doing that, but I would be surprised if they did it. Yeah, I agree. Especially considering that Brandon Williams has been on the team for close to a decade now. He's a leader in that locker room on that defense I think we've talked about the potential of Matabuke and he's definitely had some big flashes this year but it would be really hard I think to favor a guy like Calais Campbell and I mean if they've re-signed Derek Wolf too it's not something the Ravens organization usually does is to favor guys who were brought in recently over an established veteran who still has some stuff in the tank, right? Mm-hmm. I will say one name I put down here that I thought could be interesting is a one-year prove-it deal to our enemy in the North, uh, Bud Dupree. He's coming off a big injury, and I could see him maybe being cheap. And it's one of those things where you could put some money there and get maybe a huge boomer bust. And if it busts, whatever, we and Gakwe bust, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> like we've 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 shot shots before and they didn't work out. It's not the best, but it's an option. You gotta you gotta you gotta be willing to lose money to make money. It's like as I say, that's true. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know how I feel about that. One, he'd have to get a new number. Forty eight's already taken. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, that just makes me feel dirty. I don't, don't want to think about it. Oh man, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna feel even dirtier when you see that he's uh has suggested on Twitter that he's opened the signing with the Titans. Mm. I mean, I guess if he wants to. <laughs> to be fair, the Titans have a lot more of a need than, well, at least they, you know, as of the results that they had last year, they have a lot more of a need for outside linebackers to come in because the two that they decided to hit on last year were did not pan out at all. Yeah. I can't remember if we talked about it in the show, but they asked Judon point blank. We was kind of talking crap about the Titans, if he would consider signing there, if they brought the Brinks truck, and he was like, "Well, <laughs> you know, it's a classic. Like, I don't want to, but 
if no one else but is gonna, gonna pay me maybe. if no one else is gonna do it i might have to go there and teach them how to be a good organization <laughs> <laughs> hey i mean if if the ravens aren't gonna resign him i mean he's a he's a free man to sign wherever he wants in my opinion yeah, this is a postseason interview, though, where they were like, ah, oh, you know, you might have played your last game as a Raven, which would be, yeah. after all you said about the Titans, would you be willing to go there where they clearly have a need? And he was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that context does make it kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. I don't think Judon's going to be back in Baltimore for no other reason than him attacking Jamison Hensley on Twitter. That would be kind of awkward, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> James- you signed a five-year deal. <laughs> How do you feel? I don't want to talk to you right now, Jameson. <laughs> I still got them pictures of you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Jameson Hensley is not employed by the Ravens, though. He's employed by ESPN. No, I know, but it would be awkward because, you know, he's going to have to interview him all the time. Yeah. Right? I'm, he's going to be just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't I don't think that the Ravens wouldn't. I mean, maybe you're saying the, that Judon would, wouldn't sign back because of that, but I don't think the Ravens would. Would, would care, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. yeah. But. Yeah, that wasn't the best look for Judon, but at the same time, like, I don't know. If that really was fake information, then I could understand him being upset that that was out there. Yeah, it's it's just all how you react. I think it got it just got a little nasty. <laughs> it, a little. <laughs> it, got, it went from zero to 100 very quickly. <laughs> Another guy that's, like, interesting on the defensive line is uh, Clayus Campbell. So you could also extend him. If you cut him, it's a $6 million gain, but he's $10 million at dead cap, so it just doesn't feel like the right option. And I think the Ravens would like to have him for a little bit longer. So the defensive line is filled with guys that might be good for extensions. I mean, Williams is also keen for an extension because, like, what are the chances that he gets another deal after the Ravens? He's getting up there in age. He might want to just extend and kind of lower the burden and uh, you know continue to play for a winning football team. So I could totally see that happening. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's 32 if he can extend his contract to three more seasons. I mean, that would seem like a smart move on his part for what you, basically like what you just said. But yeah, I I would think the Ravens would move more towards extensions than cutting one of these two guys. They were both I mean, come on, this defensive line shut down King Henry and they were wreaking havoc against the Bills in the playoff game. They proved they have quite a bit more left in the tank. So, I don't know if you really improve the team by cutting one of these two guys you probably just you know net average out you you, your best case scenario is you get someone who replaces what they brought and nothing more so i think that's kind of where the ravens are as far as those guys are concerned yeah especially with position group two where the ravens don't really have a lot of proven talent behind them right um wolf is already like you know, he's a free agent. We don't even know if he's going to come back. Cutting either Calais or Bewell, like, I think it would make a lot more sense if the Ravens had two proven options behind them. But right now, I think Matabuke is the only one who's like, yes, he can play. Washington, we still don't know. He's just kind of like a, he's just a guy at this point. Justin Ellis is also I, I not, I believe he's a free agent, so he's not guaranteed to be back. And, and even then, like, he's just a guy. It's not like, you know, it's not like he's an up and coming player. Uh, we know what we have in him, and he was fine, but uh, nothing more. So, yeah, it, it, definitely extension with one of these two guys I think could it, it could be useful, but, you know, even if there's not, then that's okay. I mean, I think both these guys should be I, – I think at this point in time, they should be off the books next year. 
And so in which case the Ravens will have a lot more money to play around with. So yeah, just it they could do something. It might not. I, I think the Ravens kind of already spent all the cap that they wanted to last year to be able to bring in these guys. So it wouldn't surprise me if there were almost no moves here. One other guy that I will preface that I don't think the Ravens are going to cut this guy, but I've heard limited chatter on this could happen because he does have a big cap hit and there would be some cap savings if this happened. Marcus Peters is a guy that would have $9.5 million to save towards the cap if cut. I can't see the Ravens cutting him. They could extend him, but I think the Ravens are very happy with what Marcus Peters brings to the table and he will be on the team this coming season. Yeah, there is no way that Marcus Peters gets cut. There's no way. You tell me you cut the guy who seals the game for you in Tennessee. Oh, the game I'm that not, everybody. I'm oh, not telling you that. I'm just telling no, you. No, I know. I know. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking rhetorically. I'm just like, who in their white right mind would think that Marcus Peters is going to be cut? It's just, it's, an, it's insane. This guy was the hero who, who saved our season. Um. You know, a year after everybody was worried whether the Ravens would, you know, fall to Tennessee for a third time, and he sealed this game for you. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> you, you can't do that. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, again, but you know, it's just one of those things of like, okay, if you save the 9.5 million, what are you going to do with it? You know, unless right. <laughs> unless the Ravens found like, you know, like Shaq Barrett or you know somebody like that, where they were like they love this guy, like they need to have this guy on the team, and they need to throw whatever money that they have against this guy. Like, I just I don't see the Ravens doing that because if they do that, they're just going to handicap so many other positions. I mean, if you're telling me that you have to cut Brandon Williams and you have to cut Marcus Peters for one player, it's just no way that that makes sense. I mean, you got to be doing that for, like, Aaron Donald, maybe. But even then, like, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if there's a player like that in free agency, like you're getting to, that's worth burning so much good in order to get. And I don't know how else they can work the cap to make it work so that they could do it without making a a cut. Because even just extending, I don't know. It makes it a future problem, you know? We've seen how all these other teams have gotten in these issues. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that's the wise move. I think an extension that takes, you know, for let's say for Williams gives four million back to the Ravens. That's a move that they can make, right? Doesn't destroy them. They're not going to move all seven point five off. I feel like that's just asking too much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from what we saw from the Ravens defense last year, I mean, they were very good. I mean, were they the best ever? No, but they were very good for what they had. I, I think. The Ravens, if they want to be competitive this year, I think they just need to bring uh, bring in an outside linebacker, preferably to draft the rest. Um, you know, and whatever money that they need to free up to be able to bring back a guy uh, who they think that can compete for that position group and possibly start, I, I think that's all they really need to do. I mean, they have so much more capital already locked up for the next year. D-line, I think, is solid. Uh, cornerback seems like a good position group. It's a position group that the Ravens already have a ton of money in. I don't think that they're going to add too much more. And yeah, I mean, safety, like they're, they're good. I mean, they could, you know, we can talk about it later. I mean, they might be need an upgrade or might need a piece, but the Ravens have got some good quality players up and down the defense. And, and really they just, they need to be able to field a team that's not going to take a huge step back and, you know, it, it just it doesn't seem like they need to get a guy who's like 
you know, an all-star guy, you know, they're so close. They're so close. I just, they just need to, they don't need to do anything drastic. I think they could spend some small money on a solid slot corner to better share up and ensure that if Tavon Young goes down again, for whatever reason, that they have an option. You can get a guy like that for four to five million, like a good, a good slot corner. A couple names are Mike Hilton, Troy Hill, Brian Poole, and Cameron Sutton. Those are all available players, and they're all, I think, going to be relatively cheap uh, to bring in. And I, I could see the Ravens doing that. Another guy that they might, I know he's on a slot corner, but they might um, play with his contract as extend Averett. So he might also get some contract action this year. I think they probably end up drafting a corner, like a slot corner, for what it's worth. But I think if they spend some money there, I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah, I think they'll go one of those two routes. Um, the Ravens have incredible depth at the cornerback position, but I believe it was DaCosta or or Newsom said that the Ravens can never have too many cornerbacks, and we've certainly seen that be the case in the early 2010s when too many guys went down and you blow two 14-point leads to New England because you got no one out there. <laughs> so, I mean, continuing to to bolster that depth through the draft, uh, pick up a guy late round or one of these slot corner vets at a cheap price, I think the Ravens will almost certainly go one of those two routes and should help them in the case that injuries occur. Yeah, I basically just want a guy to sure up if, if Tavon Young's gone and I don't want to move Humphrey back into the slot. Like, if we want to be in peak Ravens defense form, he's on the outside. Yeah. yeah, agree with that. Like, I mean, imagine this, man. Imagine this team with no injuries. If Tavon Young played all of last year, I feel like it's a different story. That'd been so cool. But it didn't happen. So I think we're really looking for depth pieces here, not necessarily stars on the defense. Except for outside linebacker, just because they're losing so many people. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere else, though, it's like, I can't really see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, the one other spot is, as we talked, you could upgrade Deshaun Elliott, and maybe he's more effective as a backup. But at the same time, he could make uh, an additional step because he played better this past season than he had when we had seen him previously on the field. He could step up his game even more and be a more dependable starter. A guy that I've seen some articles float around, I don't know if there's any credibility to the Ravens even looking at this guy. Um, Someone they could bring in is a guy, Malik Hooker, who played for the Colts most recently um, and could be a guy who could come in a little cheaper than his actual talent value because of some injuries sustained recently. Um, But I won't pretend to know a ton about him. The articles that I've read seem to suggest that uh, he's an athletic safety who can cover all corners of the field and still young enough to have his best some of his best years ahead of him but again with a guy who's at least a solid starter in Elliott I wouldn't say that would be a priority of the Ravens in free agency necessarily yeah uh, out of all the guys on this list he's probably one of the more intriguing ones for me I mean the the fit definitely is is something that the Ravens don't have today I mean the Ravens don't have a a true free safety and that can cover any part of the field. Um, Clark isn't that guy. Elliot isn't that guy. Um, 
other than that, we really don't have anybody. So, um, I mean, like Alec was saying earlier, I mean, this could be a guy that we could get that would allow us to play a lot more uh, dime packages, a lot more, uh, you know, cover three, a lot more packages that we, you know, didn't have the personnel in place to play last year. It depends on how much money he's going to warrant on the market. But uh, for me, he's probably at the top of my list of of guys that we could go after. You know, I I think the, the, I guess the key for me is that I would probably pick a safety over a cornerback just because we already have so much capital spent in the cornerback room right now between Humphrey, Peters, Tavon, and Jimmy. Um, Those guys just have a a ton of the cap already between those. Uh, Versus safety, it's really just Chuck Clark, uh, who has, I guess, two years left on his deal at this point. Um, Elliott's still on his rookie deal. And uh, beyond that, anybody else that we have in the position room is going to be on rookie deals. For me, that's that is probably one of the key names. Uh, another another guy who you know, again going back to Alec last episode, where you're like perfect world. Like if we had no restrictions whatsoever, Justin Simmons from the Broncos would be super cool to have. Uh, he's a very good, uh, very good safety, um, but he's probably going to be like the number one safety in my opinion coming out of the market. Uh, I just the Ravens can't compete with that. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere that the there's rumors the Broncos are going to give him a record-setting set, uh, safety contract. So if there's credibility to those rumors, he's definitely not going to be in the Ravens. But yeah. I completely agree. In a in a world where uh, the Ravens could have anyone, he would be an excellent addition to the secondary. Yeah. Or if the Texans are having a fire sale and want to trade for Justin Reed. I would do that too, but <laughs> I guess that's a that's not really free agency. But hey, I mean, I, I, trades are part of the free agency season. I, I count it. I agree they're not explicitly, but you know, the trades happen during that time. Could you give him like a conditional, conditional six? You know, maybe becomes a fifth if he plays well. They take that. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, definitely. <laughs> Call buds, right? How, what, what do you what do you think? Yeah, maybe we just get everyone on their team whatever headphones they want. You know, it's like yeah. oh, <laughs> it's great. It's a great choice. I don't know. Maybe maybe next year. He it looks like uh, he was a he was a third round pick, I believe. Yeah, round three in the 2018 draft. So this is his final year on uh, his rookie deal for Houston. So maybe next year might not be a bad idea. I just remember playing against him a week two, and he was just—he was making so many tackles. He was just all over the place. It didn't matter if he was near the line of scrimmage or, you know, out deep. That guy had some some really good range. But I guess we can talk about him next off season. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we summed it up well, guys. I think unfortunately for this episode, at least the defense is not the place we're going to see a splash signing. I think it'd be a really big surprise and require a couple things to happen that haven't already happened be it a surprise cut or a restructure um that's like an aggressive restructuring of a deal so i'm very interested to see how this overall free agency plays out because as we discussed like offline it feels like the hardest year to do a free agency pod because there's a lot of guys that could get cut that aren't currently free agents that the ravens would love to pick up right because it doesn't play into the compensatory pick uh, process so I could totally see some cuts happening down the line that the Ravens scoop up, and we didn't even realize these guys were necessarily cut candidates because we didn't look at, you know, every single roster's cap construction, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I tried to find a couple articles like that of, like, cut candidates 
but it just felt too speculative to add them to like the free agency list because it requires like another thing to move. So that's why I was kind of happy yeah. to talk talk about the position groups in general to like say, well, this is the amount of money we'd be willing to spend, and this is the kind of player we think will fit. So I hope that uh, for you guys listening that this has like been a good uh, episode to help you kind of also form those structures in your head. Let us know where you agree and disagree on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts because um, there's definitely not necessarily a right answer. You only think you're right because it worked out in the end. Uh, not necessarily because because <laughs> you never get to see, you only get to see one timeline. You don't get to see what the other timeline would look like. Yeah, definitely. I guess for a closer question for this episode, we can't really say what player we think because I mean I think we're just like who knows. Maybe we want to say which position we think the Ravens will put the most emphasis on from both free agency and the draft as far as bringing guys in. But I think we know that too. I mean, I think it has to be outside linebacker, right? Because that's the the group where there's the least number of people on the roster who actually play the position. <laughs> I was going to say safety. I think it matters on how you look at it. I understand why you're saying outside linebacker, but I think safety is a very valid option. I also would say, like, you, you, you kind of made it more complicated because you talk about the draft. I want to talk just about free agency. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because if you say the draft, I think the place that they do it the most is the defensive line because they're very old. Um, Fair. You know, like, they need to draft at least one, probably two guys again this year for the defensive line. So I think in the draft, I would say defensive line. But I think in free agency, it's, it's prime for a... Uh, a safety. And I don't really count free agents when you resign them. Like it's kind of like doing your business late, so to speak. <laughs> like I understand like it is technically a free agent that the Ravens signed, but if they played for the Ravens last year, it it feels like they could have just done that earlier, but they're like, "Oh, test the market, you'll see that you're wrong," you know? <laughs> Cuz that's how it always plays out, right? They don't ever like say, "Oh, we love to resign you." Uh <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. And it goes to the market, and then they're like, yeah, I'll take that same, you know, deal. <laughs> like, or, right, you know, like exactly. the, get, the, get the deal they were hoping for. It's going to be the deal that they were going to get otherwise. They they wanted to see the market. I guarantee. I guarantee you guys like Tyus Bowser have already gotten contract offers, right? Like, and they want to test the market, and that's fine because they were saying like in the whole Judon thing that the Ravens couldn't negotiate with him once he had the tag. So it's like, well, I guess for him maybe there's a there's a room for them to, to bring him in at a contract that's a little bit more surprising because they couldn't negotiate any further. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Ravens Recap. Like we said, definitely reach out on Twitter, Ravens underscore recap, to let us know what you thought about our free agency pickups. We'd love to hear the players that you think the Ravens are going to pick up and where they're going to put the most money where their mouth is, so to speak. You can email us, feedback at ravensrecap.com. And let us know if there's any other things you'd like us to talk about this offseason. Um, obviously, we're going to start looking into the draft and evaluating those players. So you have a lot to look forward to there as this uh, offseason starts to ramp up again. I'm excited for free agency. What about you guys? Yeah, it's always an exciting time seeing what, what players land where. It's just awesome. Any, uh, you know, it, it's so funny because it's only been, what, two, three weeks since the Super Bowl, but it feels like just feel so empty but then you know once uh, free agency hits and the draft hits you start to get football news again and it's just like oh everybody's like eating that stuff up you know yeah we get some maybe we'll get start getting some uh 
off-season workout video soon. Probably, it's probably a little closer to the June time frame, though. Probably. Well, I don't know. We saw some pictures from uh, Lamar Jackson working out, and he said he was back to the grind already. So Nice. All right, gang. Well, keep eating up that Ravens news. You know that we will, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>